Today on the Zabecast, explain how this gambling thing works again. We've got a gap fight, Elaine, between two sports media heavyweights. Uber driver talks trash. Church decides to cut the cord. We got Holly Saunders news, grilled choice update, and the latest gem from golf impersonator Connor Moore. A bonus hour of me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go. <laughs> Here we go. Thursday, January 10th, 2018. Thank you for downloading. Let's get right into it. So it looks like we've got a catfight, Elaine. A genuine catfight. Bill Simmons and Scott Van Pelt have traded barbs about gambling acumen. Uh, Not over the air to each other, but sort of on social media channels. Interesting. Bill Simmons kicked off 2019 with some sharp words aimed at ESPN top talent Scott Van Pelt, calling Van Pelt overrated when it comes to gambling on his podcast. Said Simmons, quote, I think Van Pelt's overrated as a gambling guy. That's my hottest take in 2019 so far. Overrated. I'll go head to head with Van Pelt. Van Pelt fired back the following day on Twitter, quote, tell me how gambling works, Bill. I'm apparently not a gambling guy, or whatever you said. Again, how many free shots you think you get? Unquote. Simmons has previously vented on his podcast about Van Pelt, who runs a bad beat segment on his Midnight Sports Center, getting too much credit when it comes to discussing sports gambling in the media. Simmons ran an NFL picks column for years and does a weekly Guess the Line podcast with cousin Sal Iacono. The scathing reply was in response to Simmons' original message, which was simply, in all caps, the greatest cover ever. A reference to the Seahawks' two-point conversion late in the game with their kicker, Sebastian Janikowski, injured and on the sidelines. When one follower reflected on the social media spar, tweeting, part of me thinks spats like these are what makes this platform so fun. Part of me thinks it's silly that two guys who have two of the greatest jobs ever can't just chill out and enjoy sports. Van Pelt replied to that saying, we do. None of this is real life shit. He messes with me about this. I fired back. Who cares? You think I'm stewing over here? Relax. Kind of sounds like you're stewing just a little bit. I love it because here's the truth about guys in sports. Most guys love to brag about their gambling. I wish I got a nickel every time somebody mentioned to me who they bet on without me asking. Because I'd be a rich man. I don't ever ask anyone, oh, hey, uh, how's it going, Bill? Uh, Who'd you bet on this weekend? How'd you do? Did you hit any parlays? Is it uh, you up, you down for the year? There is something about sports and gambling where everyone wants to be the smartest, the sharpest, the best, the most expert at this. Last I checked, neither Van Pelt nor Simmons quit their jobs, although why would they? They do have two of the best jobs ever. They're good at what they do. I don't begrudge them their success. But they're, they're not gambling for a living. There are people that do gamble for a living. 
I recommend a documentary called The Best of It. You can look it up online. Let me see. Let me see if a quick Google search uh, will find it for you. Thought we weren't searching things on the air. Well, I am in this case because it's part of how easy is it to find the best of it documentary. Comes right up in Google, and there it is. First thing on YouTube, the best of it official trailer feature length documentary. There are people who gamble for a living uh, as professionals, as poker players who gamble or you know play poker for a living. They all have wide-ranging outcomes of success. Not a lot of them are living easy. It's a grind. And if you watch this documentary, the best of it, you'll be like, damn, it's fucked up. Billy Walters in Las Vegas, who's now in, of course, federal prison, He's the guy that Phil Mickelson turned on when it came to the illegal stock tip that he got to net a cool million dollars. Billy Walters is the best professional gambler I think that we have had in America. But for him to maximize his advantage betting on sports, and when I say professional gambler, I mean professional sports gambler, to maximize his advantage, he had to have a lot going for him. He had to have... First of all, incredible mathematical smarts and instincts and guts. He had to have a big enough amount of money to punish these sports books in Vegas, a big enough bankroll where he didn't sweat it if he had several hundred thousand dollars out on the street or in the books on a particular weekend in the NFL. And he have to have, he would also have to have a series of runners out there to get his bets down at various casinos. Guys like Van Pelt and Simmons even though they're millionaires, multi-millionaires, they're still small-time gamblers, I'm sure, in the big scheme of it. There are bigger fish than them out there. And I know I like the, I like what Van Pelt does with bad, be- bad beats. I think it's great. Part of me wants to think it's kind of jumped the shark and it's overplayed. But then you see some of the way bad beats go, and you're like, damn, that that would really suck right there. I like it. It's entertaining. I like the... The teasers on SportsCenter for Bad Beats with Stanford Steve behind the cafeteria counter with the, hair, the hairnet on his bald head being the asshole cafeteria worker. Yeah, these are bad beats. <laughs> and they all are beats. There's different kinds of beats laid out there with the different conferences on them, which is great. Well, I guess we're going to have to have a bet off between Bill Simmons and Scott Van Pelt. Turn in your picks for the week and see who comes out better when it comes to the NFL or anything else. I love it when taxi drivers and or Uber drivers talk smack. Get a load of this story. It was from Baltimore last weekend. Melvin Gordon, supreme running back, Pro Bowl running back for the San Diego Chargers. I know. They're in L.A. now. The Chargers of San Diego. How about that? The Chargers formerly of San Diego in town to play the Ravens. Melvin Gordon got into an Uber and started listening to the Uber driver talk shit about who was going to win the game. An Uber driver in Baltimore that was just talking sports with a rider. Robin Meade, well, CNN. Sports. He was talking trash with an L.A. Charger in the back seat. About back the Chargers. Seat. Melvin Chicago. Gordon was recording it. <laughs> So what about the Chargers? You don't think the Chargers are going to oh, be hell easy? No, no. You, you don't listen. 
Phillip Rivers, you don't even have to worry about it. Phillip Rivers is a Hall of Famer. Listen, that don't make no difference. This guy's a Heisman Trophy winner. What about that running back, that Melvin Gordon kid? The running back. Oh, yeah, he's, he's, he's something. He's something. You know, I'm so proud to see these young guys stepping up, playing the game. I mean, it's just a wonderful thing, man. It is, it's a, man. It's a wonderful thing. <laughs> As <laughs> the driver about himself. Thank goodness he said he's something. So he did fess up to the driver when the ride was over, and the Uber driver asked him for an autograph and a selfie. Now, what if the Uber driver had said, Oh, Melvin Gordon's trash. That guy sucks. That bitch ain't hurt. Should play. One star review. Connor Moore is great. He is the impressionist that does a series of dead-on impersonations of European golfers and does some pretty good American golfer impersonations. It's a niche thing, and you have to be a golf fan to really get it and appreciate it. But with Patrick Harrington recently announced as the next Ryder Cup captain for Europe, who will take on the U.S. at Whistling Straits in Wisconsin, uh, they got Connor Moore, Golf Channel did, paid him, to do a series of impressions, starting with Patty Harrington. Uh, yeah, delighted to get the job. Uh, first person I rang was Sergio. I told him. He said, <laughs> so he was happy. Uh, but yeah, last couple of days, I kind of knew I'd definitely get the job. I, I had a good feeling. And why was that? Uh, well, I was the only one in for it. <laughs> no one wanted it. It's a very tough job now to, we have to play America on away soil, playing them at home. That's going to be tough. And um, then you've got Poulter, Hatton, Fleetwood, Rose. Can they play for us now with Brexit? UK leaving Europe? I don't know. I have to talk to the German Chancellor about it. And then I have to convince McElroy to play. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be tough. Um, oh, of course I'm going to play. Um, I love Europe. I really do. Um, you know, Rory. the next Ryder Cup is also in America, which means I don't have to travel very far. So, of course I'm going to play. Um, yeah, so I'm really excited for it. Excuse me while I go work on my pectorials. <laughs> Ian, do you think he'll feature at the next Ryder Cup? This one. Ah, uh, well, it all depends on Paul Drink's strategy, doesn't it? Whether he wants to go with youth or experience, is it? Uh, no. I mean, whether he wants to win the thing or not. I am the Ryder Cup, mate. Don't ask stupid questions. Oh my God, what fantastic news! Francesco I've been Molinari. Waiting all week for this news, and now that I have it, I can <sighs> barely contain myself. <laughs> all right, calm down, Fran. Right, relax. Okay, let's save some energy Very for 2020, exciting. okay? Here's, it's going to be amazing, really. I can't wait. Here's Patrick Congratulations, Reed, his, uh, the new impression. Uh, yeah, so uh, I rang Padraig uh, to congratulate him on becoming captain. And I said I hope to be at the Ryder Cup in 2020. And I'm making myself available for the European team. Because huh? uh, I really don't like those American guys. And yeah, so Padraig picked me. Come on, pick me. It is kind of juicy because you've got Rory now playing more American events, saying he doesn't want to come into Florida 100th and FedEx Cup points because Rory likes money. I don't blame him for that. And so the European tour is kind of cheesed because he has given up some Euro tour dates to play in America on the fried chicken circuit, which is more money, better golf courses, better weather, better courtesy cars, the whole schmear. Although the European tour has closed the gap quite a bit. So there's that angle on things from the European side, a little bit of drama there. And on the American side, yeah, Patrick Reed did not come out of this past Ryder Cup unscathed as a guy who is really in it, uh, a man amongst him, uh, a man on an island, 
let's say, when it comes to the rest of the team and liking him. Can't wait. Whistling straights, early fall, 2020. Wow. Before I get to charge today, grilling update. So I have given a lot of thought to getting a new grill of some sort. I put this out on Twitter maybe a week ago or so. I think I asked the question, should I get a pellet grill, big green egg, just a better gas grill? What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? And, of course, I got a ton of suggestions. I appreciate all those. Uh, Everything from get a Weber, don't fuck around, to I'm a big green egg fanatic. These things are the best. I also mentioned I'm not a big fan of smoking and smoked meats, so that would seem to go against the big green egg. Mike Esman, who is a big green egg representative in Wisconsin, who has been the grill, ma- the egg master at the Bob and Brian Open for the last five years and just cooks a variety of incredible things on that, has reached out to me to say, I'm telling you, bro, you'd love it. I've watched some videos on, they're like, I YouTubed it, how to start your big green egg faster. And people are like, well, you take the charcoal and you soak it in this lighter fluid for a a day or two. And then you've got it ready. It lights a lot easier. And I'm already thinking to myself, too much work. Too much work for me. I'm just too lazy, too impatient. But maybe not. Maybe I should go the big green egg route. I did look at the the Weber grills, and and I do want a smaller grill. I really only only need like a two-burner grill. We don't have massive parties at my house where I've got 50 people, and I'm grilling everything in sight, and I'm the grill master. So the the low-end Weber, which has just two, you know, burners, would be a huge upgrade over my shitty Brinkman, which is in its age four season, I believe, hanging on. One of the five burners now doesn't light. And it's only the the Weber Genesis grill or the Weber I forget what what model they call it. It's only like four hundred and fifty bucks. Okay, that's fine. I could go ahead with that. People have sworn by these things called uh, uh, Rectex, I believe Rectex, uh, infrared grills. This, that, the other. <laughs> I did though look up something. I don't know how I found this. It's a grill. It's not even a grill. It's called the Beefer. Uh-huh. What the hell did you just say? The beefer. Basically, it is a 1,500-degree steak-searing machine. It is the so-called Ferrari of grills. You do use it outside, although it didn't show anything in terms of what do you put it on, where do you put it, do you cover it, do you leave it out there all year long, what do you do with it? It's almost like a giant toaster, and you put your steak in there, and it sits right under the searing element that gets up to 1,500 degrees and just (laughs) takes care of your steak in no time flat. Two minutes one side, two minutes the other, and you're good to go, or so they say. It's $900, and that's all it does. It's not a full-fledged grill. Forget about doing chicken forget about doing fish on this thing it is a a, a single item it's it, i'm sure for people that are grilling fanatics who already have a big green egg and they've got a rotisserie and they've got a regular grill they might even have this thing they might have four or five different meat cooking implements it looked interesting though and they make bigger ones too 
get more stakes in there. But those quickly escalate into the two to 3,000 range. So I'm still considering. Let me just put it that way. And like I said, you know, if somebody is from a grill company that would like me to be the official uh, spokesman for your grill, we could work something out. Maybe. Our friend Paul Charchian has endeavored to do something insane, I think, and that is to cut the cord. So we're going to call him right now, see what this is all about, see how it's going in the world of no cable or satellite. Charge, are you there, Charge? Do you know how highly you rate? No, right. I... You are the only you're the only person I'm breaking my week of uh, of, of media abstinence for. Really? Yeah, because you know after 22 weeks of you know all the doing stuff, hits, right? Yeah, doing hits. I'm like I'm taking a whole week off, but I I can't quit you, Zabe. <laughs> well, it's I'm very honored. Now I actually feel I feel bad, like I should hang up and l- let you go back to your hiatus. That's I, if that's what I wanted. That's what I would have said. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, that's how you write. Yeah, you're still doing your daily radio show with the great Paul Allen. Well, it's Fridays. I do see so Fridays with Paul Allen. I do Tuesdays is my video game show. Sundays, uh, well, uh, sorry, uh, Saturdays is my fantasy show, and then I do odds and ends hits and stuff on on the station. But my okay. daily, my my bit with Paul Allen is Fridays only because I've got a day job. I work at Fanball. You're so, right. Yes. You got a company to run. Okay, fair yes. enough. Yes. Well, sorry to break your media abstinence for the week, but when I saw on Twitter that you are cutting the cord, I, I said, what? <laughs> That's insanity. Have you done it yet? Well, so here's what I've done. I've got a spreadsheet built that compares six different services the PlayStation View, DirecTV Now, YouTube, Sling, Hulu, and Fubo. And I've, yeah, I've got a, a grid of all of the services because they're all different. They all offer different channels, right. different services, different price ranges. Some have got on demand. Some don't. Some have got replay. They all have some kind of DVR. Some have different number of streams. Some have multi-view. It's, it's, it's just, it's crazy. There's, there are no real, they're, they're so hard to compare. So now where I'm at, right. What I'm doing today, I'm, I'm installing them all. I'm signing up the free, the, I'm installing all the apps. I'm signing up for the free trial for all of them. And I'm going to figure out what works. And I've already ruled one out. All right, but hold on. You have not yet snip cut the cord. No, I figure I'm going I'm, before I call DirecTV, and oh God, is it going to be juicy? I can't wait, Zabe. So what gotta, what is I've your beef? What is your beef with DirecTV? Because I saw somebody else on Twitter brag about I just ended my 24 year run with DirecTV, and I couldn't be happier. They were very angry. Yeah, me too, and uh, I'm I'm 20 years too, uh, and actually. What? What are you earlier than that? Okay, so what are you fed up with regarding DirecTV? Without a doubt, the price, which is a huge issue, right? I'm paying for no premium channels. I'm paying $180 a month. Does that include regional sports nets? It does. Well, my and my only mine. The only one I get is my own regional sports net, which is Fox Sports North. I don't get any of the others. 
Wow, it makes so, my it makes my three hundred and thirty a month with what? nine with nine receivers look like a bargain. Oh my God! Yeah, I know. The fact that you have to pay extra per receiver is ridiculous. Why? I think. Why? Well, why should you? I mean, why? Why it's do their they care? It's their equipment. Does and, it have to be their equipment? Uh, I mean, once upon there. a time, once upon a time, no, you could actually right. buy your own receivers. I once did buy my own DirecTV receiver for a thousand dollars because it had an HD tuner in it, when you could only get high def over the air via antenna. I have, I, I still have. I not only did I have that silver, that same silver box you're talking about. Ah. I still have the gigantic metal antenna in my <laughs> attic to Good this for you. day. Yes. And the, by the way, the picture is still beautiful. If you ever, well, you know, I, that's the thing from major network sporting events. If you're within range of your local area's television signals, you can get the most pristine high def over the air. Over the air for free. And by the way, the over the air guide is gorgeous. There's a guide and everything. It's gorgeous. Right. And I don't know about where you live here. We have a like 40 free channels of over the air television. It's so not just why ABC, even get streaming ABC, then you should yeah. just watch whatever's it coming into the antenna in the attic via high def. Well, then I can't, then I can't get <laughs> nine out of 10 of the ESPN, channels. I do want. I and by the way, as it turns out, when you go through and you figure out what are the channels I have to have. So for me, it's ESPN, Fox sports, North FX, FFX, uh, NFL network, and, and a handful of others. Really my list of what I, what I, the channels I needed and really wanted was 11 deep. 11. Okay. I, I, I went deep. down the same road trying to figure out what do I need and what tiers do all these channels sit on. And as I started compiling my list charge, it was like Steve Martin in The Jerk where he's saying, this is all I need is my paddleball game. Well, <laughs> I need this too. He'll, I need this. And he t- <laughs> so it quickly became me uh, saying, all right, there's a lot of stuff that I need. Okay, what are your other gripes with, with DirecTV besides I, the price? I My hardware is now, all my all my receiver boxes, and I'm at I'm at four. You're at nine, which I can't I can't imagine. I don't know how you, well, no, well, you've got your man cave alone. It's got four, right? Don't three. You your setup? That's three. three. Yeah. Um, I've got, my hardware is all at least seven years old. And some of it is failing. Won't like they upgrade if I, it? If, if I want to go to old channel 206, right? Yeah. I press two on the remote. Pause. Wait. 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 That's what uh, I got. And then it flips to channel two. That's and what. That's what's try, happening with mine. Two. If I try 206 and just do them in sequence, it'll go. It'll go like to channel two, and then it'll go to channel six. That's exactly <laughs> what's happening with mine. So why wouldn't they just replace it with a newer unit? Oh, you would think they would. It's their box. It's their responsibility, DirecTV, to make sure that it works. But no, Zabe, they won't replace my box, my seven, eight-year-old box. They don't even make that model anymore. Why not? I, I don't know why not. They, Did you why, ask? Oh why, oh, why won't they replace it? They yeah. just said, no, no, we won't do it. <laughs> so I, I don't know why they won't replace it, but they won't replace it. <laughs> what? I know. I So I have a box that I, and this is two of mine that, that are this slow. Um, they will not replace the boxes unless, because I'm I'm gleefully out of contract with them. Oh, unless they want I'm you to, to re-up. Back under contract, yeah. they will send me all new hardware if I would like to sign a two-year deal at full price, yeah. 
which I'm not going to do. Yeah, that's, so, that's kind of shitty right there, them, no question about it. Well, it is. Well, turn that box in and then go order a new box. Well, Because they're I, going to send you their latest stuff if you get a new box. Well, I, ha- I w- they won't give me a new box unless I re-up for two years and go into contract again, which I'm not going to do. So, in other words, they won't give you any more new receivers unless you're no. under contract. That's right. Okay. All right. What else, What are your other complaints with DirecTV? Um, that's it. It's price okay. and and service. And and by the way, I've got a you know I've, I've got this beautiful 4K TV in my living room. And yeah, how much 4K content is there on DirecTV? Almost nothing. Um, but I can't get it to display anything higher than 720p out of my box as well. It's that broken. So they oh. won't fit. They uh-huh. will not replace. They won't replace the box. And that oh, it just my God. It, it drives me nuts. All right. So, so this is a bold move. Bold move. Well, it, I don't. Now, I I understand where you're coming from on this. Have you considered Dish Network? No, I haven't. Or because, is it just same hassles, different assholes? Yeah, and I, I don't want to go. I don't have to go. Why would I put up a new dish on a second dish on they my would. on my rooftop and try bring in all new receiver boxes? No interest in that when I could just stream. And right? and, and you would not get the Sunday ticket. Now, and so now this is where this, the whole thing gets dicey, Zabe, is right here. Because my Sundays, what I do, and I think DirecTV is the only thing that offers this. It's the NFL Sunday ticket, but not just because I want to be able to see every game. I want to see it in, I want to see that huge screen that they call the mix. The eight box. Yep, I want the eight games. That's my Sunday. I'm watching all eight of the games at one time. So how can you I, possibly get out of DirecTV? It sounds like you can't for your job or shouldn't. I may I may have to go groveling back at uh, <laughs> come next football season, but I might not. And here's my workaround, the, I think. The PlayStation and only the PlayStation View offers – they, you can buy the NFL ticket as its own as its own separate thing. Right? On PlayStation. Yeah, you can buy it in, on any app. You can buy NFL Sunday ticket on a bunch of different apps, right? Really? Um, and yeah, and the PlayStation lets me, and only the PlayStation does this as a streaming service will let me show four different channels at once. So, and only the PlayStation View does this, and only on a PS4. I can put up four different channels, any four channels I want. In a so straight quad box with no wasted space for graphics like DirecTV does. Yeah, kills me. I right. hate that they do that. Right. Uh, by the way, Dish Network has a four box that has no extra fluff because a 16 by 9 screen will divide into four perfectly. Evenly, yes. And it, it should go perfectly. Right. Dish TV um, has this, but they don't have the Sunday ticket, which is a killer. So you really can't use that as a solution. So, But PlayStation think, can, and it does, and that's what you're thinking about. I think. Okay. I think I can get NFL Sunday ticket through PlayStation View and then do the multi-view four screens. It wouldn't be eight, but I'd have four and I can control which four. Well, then you just get then you just get another TV charge. Well, and now you've got eight. Ah, you you have ah, been in my basement. I want you to I remember know. the system that I, know. I got you, now, right? You don't, you I, don't have room for another TV, at least not no, one of the same size. I got the big projector and I, I, I don't know. have another spot. I know. So I know. Okay, so you got is, so you got all that going on. I can't believe this is, and you're going to get a lot of feedback, and I think some good tips from our listeners on this. 
I cannot believe that you didn't say to DirecTV, cancel everything, you motherfuckers. Your dish, every receiver is going to be on the curb in a fucking box for you to pick up. I'm done. I'm out. Fuck you. Goodbye. At that point is when they should kick you upstairs to customer retention. And according to people that have emailed me, they start bending over backwards for you as a customer. I've had I've gone through that not once, not twice, three times over the last two years. Has it worked? They, do. they will never give me new hardware. Never give me new hardware. But they will, for a limited time, they will cut my price. Yeah. So they will drop my 180 bucks to 120 bucks for six months. And for a short while, for six months, I feel ameliorated. I've had a small yeah. victory. Yeah. But you know what? My streaming service is $45 a month. And they can never touch that. And I don't even have to have all of these you know, receiver boxes that don't That's work. a good point. Now, how robust is your internet? Pretty good. I'm wired to most of my most of my devices are wired. What? So you're not even going Wi-Fi, which is good. Right. Who, what's coming into your house? FiOS? No, I've just got standard Comcast. Cable. But it's, okay. Cable. Yeah, cable. And it's it seems fine. Now you don't get cable TV, do you? No, God no. <laughs> You're like God no. What no, am I, an that's idiot? A glutton for punishment. No, it's <laughs> even worse. It's worse than Direct TV. Oh God. So I've heard from people that. It sounds great, this streaming world, but when mm-hmm. you start to add up all the different services you will need, you end up with a bill that is almost the same as cable or direct well, TV. I, I don't think that's true from what I can tell. So let's just say I get the PlayStation View, which is my leading contender right now. I get all my locals, so I don't have to pay for that. I've got these 11 channels that I really want. They're all included. If I want HBO, it's going to cost me an extra $15 a month. Now I'm at... Uh, like $60 a month, and I've got HBO. What I don't know. What else do I need? Is there another service that I have to pay extra for? I mean, there's Netflix. I will pay extra for Netflix. Yeah. Okay. What, what about else? what about Hulu? Well, Hulu mostly is the... Uh, see, I thought Hulu was really materially different from YouTube and Sling and DirecTV Now and View, but it really isn't. Mostly, it's the same thing with a little bit of, of its own content and a couple channels that the others don't have, but not material. And here's what kills Hulu. Though this is, and this is a, it's a death strike for me. No NFL network. Oh yeah. That's a tough for one me, right there. For me, Zave, it's over. It's over. See, that's with, the no. problem is all the things that we want are scattered to the wind across all these different services. We need some consolidation there, but of course, with consolidation will come abuse and a lack of customer service. I believe, back to DirecTV, I believe when AT&T bought them, things went straight into the shitter in terms of customer service. DirecTV that I used to deal with before the merger, they were actually pleasant and seemed to like you as a customer. Once Mm -hmm. the overlords at AT AT&T took over, they're like, fuck you, new boss in town, you're going to hate us. Watch. Yeah, it, well, you know, we we just spent a billion dollars to acquire uh, to acquire Directv. We're you know we're not in the business of yeah, we're not out giving shit away anymore. Boxes, yeah, right. right. Forget that. Speaking of which, the main reason that Directv has been ruled out for me, also they know Fox Sports North, which is a big killer. There is literally no customer service for Directv now. Their streaming service, none. Really, it's all web based. 
It's all web-based and not even like a chat with a human. There is no human interaction of any kind with DirecTV now. If you can't figure it out through their online you know, help, help services. Then you're fucked. You're out. You're out. And I was like, you know what? Forget that. Yeah, that's that's bad right there. So you don't know who's the leading contender yet to get your money. You're probably going to get a, a couple of services, right? Yep. I'm going to install the view Fubo. And we haven't talked about Fubo yet. It's really interesting. It is the sports-oriented one of these. And it's got a bunch of channels that the others don't have that are unique, like VEASAN, which interests me. I could stream the VEASAN channel if I want. You can look at that um, on your and, computer. And it also has 4K sporting events streaming on it. Really? Which no one else has got, yes. But I bet they're not major sporting. Probably like a motocross meet in Albuquerque. It, I don't know yet. It's okay. But they do it through a couple of channels. One of them is NBC Sports, which has got, for example, hockey, right? NBC nice. Sports channel has got hockey like every night. Right. I, I'd like to see 4K hockey. That sounds like fun. I'm interested in that. So hopefully Fubo is the dark horse contender that nobody talks about, but I'm going to investigate. Okay. So what about, you didn't mention YouTube TV. Um, considering YouTube TV, TV, but the problem, they also don't have NFL network. And so, Oh my God. It's dead to me. Oh my God. Now, do you care? I mean, is it just me? I mean, NFL Network for me is like half of my cable TV viewing is NFL Network. But that's All right, what do you watch on NFL Network? Do you watch the cool kids in the morning on uh, Good Morning Football? I, I love the cool kids in the morning. One of them's been on my payroll in the past. One of them, Schrager. Who that? One of, oh, Schrager, Adams, okay. Yeah, Kay Adams got her start in the fantasy business. So I've known, I've known, yeah, I've met Kay a couple of times. She used to come to events and stuff when she was still small. Now, you know, now she's blown up and gotten big. So yeah, I like that channel. I, I want you know when when in doubt, I just go flip on NFL Network. There's something I like. What else do you watch on NFL Network? Um, I like their evening show. The about the only thing that I that doesn't interest me, I'll flip it on almost any time, is when they're doing the life of Eric Dickerson, you know, <laughs> the, the football life. You know that <laughs> stuff doesn't life. interest me. Uh, the football follies that will periodically run in the off season, that kind of stuff doesn't interest me. But yeah. I like almost any. If I turn it on right now, you know, this, you know, right at almost any time during day, you know, they've it, got they've got they got people on that are talking about whatever's happening in the NFL. I like that. And unlike ESPN, they're not going to shove a bunch of woke ass bullshit down your throat. Oh God, it's no, just about the football. It's not. Eric Reed says he's been targeted unfairly with his PP tests. Okay, here we go on this. Don't need any of that. Thank you okay. very much. By the way, did you notice? Did you? I want. I want to make sure that somebody else has noticed uh, this about the the whole anthem thing, which has sudden has disappeared this season. Gone. They stopped showing the anthems. Yeah. And suddenly, it's not a talker anymore. Yeah, because the, the NFL told the networks, "Hey guys, listen up." Ratings were down, and you can say networks, because you're all very liberal for the most part, except for Fox, you can say that the anthem had nothing to do with the ratings being down, but guess what? Your ratings were down. Therefore, you are losing money. Why don't you do this? Don't show the fucking anthem. And let's see how it goes from there. And we'll stop creating dumbass rules like you got to stand in the tunnel if you're not standing, we'll back off of that. Let's do that and see what happens. Right. Boom, they're and, up 5%. And isn't it funny how that worked out? And then, Zabe, not, I really think that the whole anthem thing was all about just attention. 
And the moment they didn't, that, you know, these players didn't get the attention, it's not a story anymore. And by the way, they never used to show anthems anyway because nobody ever wanted to see the anthem. The anthem's garbage television. Nobody cared. Nobody ever wanted to see anthems. They never, ever showed an anthem. And as soon as they started showing the anthem and the kneeling players, it turned into a story. And the the moment they stopped showing the anthem, it wasn't a story anymore. And nobody cared and people went back to football. If you were to rank the individual topics or stories that have consumed the most amount of airtime in sports talk radio history. The anthem would be up there and deflate gate would be up there yet. I found deflate gate to be one of the most fascinating, interesting, holy shit, mind bending stories that had all these different labyrinths and subtones and themes and layers to it. Whereas the anthem debate quickly became like a migraine headache to me. Because it was so simplistic and people got so dug in and angry about it. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Well, it, you, it, it hit on politics in a way that really had nothing to do with on the field. Politics anything, and right? race. Two well, things race. that angers right. up everybody for the most part. Politics and race and the intersection thereof. And then on top of it, you got the preaching of some entities like ESPN that were lecturing anybody who didn't believe exactly what they believed about how yes. this thing should be treated. You're like, Absolutely. well, fuck you too while I'm at it. Yep. And, okay. You know, at least to Flategate, it had it all at the end of the day came back to an on the field performance. And, you know, whether or not Tom Brady was a better quarterback with less or more air in a football. And at least it, it came back to something on the field and didn't necessarily automatically divide people into right and wrong where you stood oh. on it. Reasonable right. people could go on both sides of that story, and it was—it turned out to be a fascinating discussion in a lot of different ways, and it took twenty different turns. Oh, if and you two years to resolve. If you read those those official reports, and the uh, and the dissection of the uh, the, the, uh, the what, what was the company that did uh, the science report on it? I you know, for- and I read it, and I don't remember. Uh, I, I want to say Entercom, but I know that's not it. It's the radio company. But yeah. you, you read all this stuff. It was so fascinating. The game ops that night in Deflategate was such a fucking circus with all these guys running around, balls going missing because some <laughs> dipwad had <laughs> stolen them to go auction them off, and that guy gets fired, and the equipment boys, and the referees, and Walt Anderson and his fucking bent needle. That's why whenever I do You Are Looking Live and Walt's doing a game, I'm like, Walt Anderson and his bent needles doing the game. <laughs> ah, fascinating stuff. Well, look, good luck with cutting the cord. I'm sorry things are going poorly for you with DirecTV. Uh, yeah. but you will not sign that new deal. You're digging your heels in. They're digging their heels in, and you're headed for streaming land, and I hope it works out for you. I, you know, I will report back when next time we talk, and I don't know if it'll be next week or the week after, this thing will be all resolved, and I will tell you how it turned out and what the winner was. Good, and I want a picture of the dish with uh, shingles from your roof attached to the base of it in a box on well, your curb. I because I might have to go crawling back in, in August. No. No, you got to cut the cord. You cut that motherfucking cord. You tell these guys never again. You say, I'll go to Dish Network. I'll get shutter cable television. That's the other thing. You already got cable coming into your house. I do. You, you, but you I don't, gotta, I, but they, don't, they, they don't have the game mix. They don't have NFL ticket, and they don't have the game mix. So I don't think there's a way I can do it. Get basic cable and then get streaming on top of it. In fact, you should have these streaming services, cable, and DirecTV. Oh, good God. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, triple layered. Hey, if you love TV charts, you love TV. Skimp elsewhere, as I like to say. All right, good luck to you. Good luck to you, you. my friend. We'll talk next week. Sorry to break your your week of celibacy, media-wise. Yes, media celibacy. It's over. All right, buddy. We'll talk next week. Thanks, Charge. Sounds great. Bye-bye. We'll end on this today. Holly Saunders is beautiful. And she can probably break 80 on a decent course, which is neither here nor there. I'm a fan. I was a fan of hers back when she was on the Golf Channel. But when she got the gig at Fox, I noticed that she really, really, really started to get into upgrading, modification, improving her looks in any way, shape, or form. It was almost like she decided, okay, now I'm a network TV sideline reporter or post-game host, or I don't even know what her role was defined as. She does interviews after the U.S. Open, now that Fox has the rights, and they last 90 seconds, if that. It's a good gig. I'm happy for her. She does sidelines on NFL games. Hell of a body. Hell of an athletic body with a front court. That's unbelievable. Anyway, so she gets to Fox, and I could instantly start noticing, hey, look at the duck lips we got going on there. Hey, is that nose thinner? Do I notice there? And that's fine. Women can get plastic surgery all they want. You just got to be careful not to overdo it. Well, she is now apparently dating... Cliff Kingsbury, the new head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. How do we know? Because when the Cardinals tweeted out, Cliff's ready to hashtag B red, C red, which is the hashtag of the Cardinals. Holly Saunders with her verified blue check mark replied, the desert just got a whole lot hotter. Congratulations at Cliff Kingsbury. So proud of you. Heart emoji. Somebody replied, well, someone has a crush. Holly then replied to that person on Twitter saying, always will, he's the best. And we are a little past the crush part. (laughs) Oh, here we go. Ooh, here we go. People are like, wait a minute, wasn't he married to that guy from ESPN who went to the Golf Channel, uh, Eric Casillas? Yes, yes, she was. In fact, the original Miss Holly Niedercore from Michigan State, where she did play golf there, was married to Casilius. They are now since divorced. And apparently now she's dating Cliff Kingsbury, which is fine. Good for her. But in addition to the apparent addiction to plastic surgery at a far too early age, I'm looking at some pictures from her Instagram account, and oh, man, what are you doing, Holly? She's posting pictures of herself that have her face heavily airbrushed or heavily with beauty filter applied to her face area. Now, this might be a stylistic thing that is popular with some girls or women on social media, but it looks totally, utterly fake to the point where you go, wait a minute, who who is this? Is this the same person that I used to know? It's almost like she is super-duper obsessed 
with how she looks. I know you're saying, what's the big news here, Zabe? She's on television. She's a woman. Of course she's going to be obsessed. I'm just saying, I don't want her to go over the edge. I don't want her to become one of those plastic surgery cautionary stories where they said, yeah, I can see the narrator now. Holly Saunders was once an aspi- once a rising sports television personality. That was until the addiction to plastic surgery took hold of her life. Holly, dear, you look great. You don't need the filters on Instagram. Don't need any more plastic surgery. Just be you. And also, eh, yeah, it's Cliff's first day on the job out there in Arizona. Just let him have the spotlight, okay? I know you're happy that you're his boyfriend. It's his day, though. It's not yours. That'll do it for today. Thanks for listening, everybody. Get the Zabecast app. It is absolutely free and full of features to skip ahead, rewind, do whatever you want while listening to this podcast. Subscribe to the premium edition. I do appreciate the support. Zabe.com slash premium. Podcasts are the future. It's like Netflix for your ears. Email me with suggestions at Zabe at Yahoo.com. Now go see what I'm talking about with Holly Saunders on her IG account and get back to me. And thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. January.